<clears throat> we are officially recording. Oh, there we go. Oh, we're on. <laughs> <clears throat> are you fully ready? I am fully erect. I'm ready. Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule. Until now, I am Mark Davis, and as always, or most times, well, always so far, I am here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I am glowing. Yes, you are. You do have I'm, a glow about you. I'm ready to take a deep dive. <laughs> You're a gorgeous lady of wrestling. I want to be a diver. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we are here today to discuss... A triumphant song uh, that just really kind of cracks, uh, it topples all barriers of genre. I feel like everyone loves it. How can you not love this song? How can you not? Let me ask you, let me, can we start a, a, a different way, a little bit of a different way? How, sure. old, how old were you in 1984, man? I was four years old. You were four years old. All right. In, in 1984, I was 10. And uh, I was going to Edison Park Elementary, um, and uh, and you could not get away from 1984 with the singles "Jump" and uh, and and "Hot for Teacher." Um, but this song came out, and man, uh, you know, "Jump" grabbed everybody. This one, you had to fall in love. You had to fall in love from the first time that you heard it. This song right here. This evokes all kinds of happy nostalgia. We're going to go over a lot of songs that we might not feel good about, or might we might change our minds about. But uh, nobody's going to change my mind about this song. It just it, it evokes too many good memories. It's too much fun, and we all know if you know anything about David Lee Roth, the man is just fun. He's just a just a big ball of energy. He's a big party walking. Yeah, and uh, someone who may uh, in the new age of how things are uh, with, um, with you know, the Me Too movement, uh, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. may not have uh, gotten as far as he did these days um, back in the 1980s. Uh, but uh, Diamond Dave. There are anachronisms that just aren't going to fit in. Yeah, you know, they're there. It's 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 happening. It, it, it happens. Um, he wouldn't fit in today. I don't think he wouldn't um, just with the, 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 the climate that we live in. However, if you can if you can uh, just just imagine the unbridled joy um, that went along with this music, the sound of the music, the lyrics. As a matter of fact, let's get into those lyrics. Well, I don't think we've even said the song name yet. It's Panama. Oh, that's true. We ne- we haven't even said the damn song name yet. And I mean, to be honest Panama. with you, this era of Van Halen, there are probably so many songs you could do. Um, but we decided to do Panama. I I, I was kind of anxious about doing Panama um, because there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't know about. A lot of lyrics that kind of made me scratch my head. Uh, what the song was about, what was going on in them. Uh, so first, we'll do a little bit of background uh, about this song. It was released on the album 1984, as you mentioned before. Oh, such a great record. And uh, 
I don't know if you've ever seen the AV undercover uh, version of this that was done by Reggie Watts. Did you ever see that? I did. And I he, actually did. And it's... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, he uh, he basically says, I've never heard this song before. Oh, it's, it's great. And he just... If you're unfamiliar with Reggie Watts, he's a comedian, does a lot of stuff with music. He does the He did the theme for Comedy Bang Bang, and he was on the first... Two seasons, I think, two or three seasons of the Comedy Bang Bang TV show. Oh, yes. Does a lot of just improv music making. I think he's uh, he's kind of famous for if you go to one of his shows, it'll be nothing like any other show. You're hearing a, you're hearing a new show every time. Right. It's improv every time. Yeah. So uh, basically, he just made up music on the spot and read the Wikipedia article about Panama. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> Uh, the country, Panama. Now, I had always just kind of assumed that this song was about Panama, the country, maybe the canal. Oh, did you? I did. Oh, okay. I never really paid much attention to the lyrics, but I knew uh, I knew the bridge, the mm-hmm. ease my seat back, etc. cetera. Uh, so, you know, much to my surprise, I found out that the song uh, is about a race car. Yes. In Las yes. Vegas. Yes. That he saw, and he was basically like, well, I'm going to uh, write a song about that car. Well, from what I understood is that he was there, and he was at a uh, at maybe like a, either, either a race or something having to do with automobiles, like a show, had a lot of people there, and somebody had seen him and recognized him and commented that, you know, oh, he was there for inspiration because all he ever did was write songs about partying women and fast cars, and he kind of came to the realization that he had never written a song about a fast car. That was a quote from somebody, wasn't it? Uh, well, that's actually f- pulled from the <clears throat> Wikipedia page. Oh, I thought that I thought that yeah. was uh, I thought that was a quote from like their manager or someone like that. But uh, he did wind up writing the song uh, about a car. Um, he actually had an Opel Cadet, which is a really really cool German automobile. It's a little tiny uh, subcompact German automobile that he had, and he actually named that car Panama. Um, so it, you know, it was close to him, but of course, David Lee Roth did these lyrics. He wrote these lyrics. So of course it's, it might be about a car, but it really kind of sounds more like a guy trying to have sex with a car. Yeah. And it should be noted. Um, so first of all, it was a, it was a reporter, a reporter accused him of singing only about women partying in fast cars. Mm. And he said, man, I never wrote a song about a fast car. So I'm going to right. He goes to Las Vegas, he sees this car called Panama, Mm -hmm. and says, I'm going to write a song called Panama based on that car. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the video for Shoe Bop, you can see his Opal Cadet. Yes. It's uh, mounted in his hallway with a stuffed deer crashing through the front windshield Mm -hmm. with a plaque underneath that reads, Your First Deer, Courtesy of Panama. (laughs) So it's hard to tell if this is named after... The Panama in Las Vegas or the Panama in his house uh, or maybe a little bit of both. I guess like once it started going, he just couldn't stop naming things Panama. He probably had a toothbrush, maybe some toiletries, maybe some uh, shoes. But of course, David Lee Roth wrote it. So it's it's going it, to Panama. I guess if you didn't know what it was, kind of sounds like a party, you know, Indeed. We're having a party, a Panama party, you know, so. And everyone's coming. Yeah. Jump back. What's that sound? No, 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 no. Actually, hold on, Mark. Oh, okay. Technically, the first lyric to this song is. 
Yes, it is yes. a grunt. Yes. There is a there is some kind Trying of to uh, have sex with that car. <laughs> There's some kind of lower testicle grunt. Mm. Jump back, what's that sound? Here she comes. Full blast and top down. down. Yeah. Already the sexual innuendo. My cup overfloweth. He's drawing parallels. I've always wondered what band, and these are two bands that we have to do at some point. Right. ACDC or Kiss, Mm -hmm. as far as sexual innuendos, Mm -hmm. tit for tat between the two of them. It would be an interesting, uh, it would be an interesting, you know, it's, you know, versus they were all about the party back then. And of course, you know, uh, living it up with the ladies and the cars, you know, is, uh, is it goes hand in hand with partying. You know, it's the th- they're hitting the trifecta once again. Yes. Um, so then we've got uh, hot shoe burning down the avenue. Is it shoe? It is. Did I say Panama shoe earlier? I think I did. Maybe he's got a pair of shoes named Panama. I never. I always thought in the when I was a kid and I heard the song, I thought he said. I thought he said uh, hot ch- hot you hot you. You know, didn't know he said hot shoe. So that's a that's a revelation to me. This is one of the lyrics that I don't understand. Yeah, is that is he talking about tires? It uh, once again, I, you know, uh, shoe uh, I, you. I thought he was just talking about you know he's he's commenting on the car he's complimenting the car hot you but i guess shoe i don't know i I don't know where he's going with that one yeah once again left in the dark hot shoe burning down the avenue model citizen zero discipline Mm. are we talking about a car here are we really it means but it sounds good like this is seriously just it's it's like uh they're like at the drive-in lyrics it's uh, just like freeform jazz. It it kind of is. He's a happy guy, man. It's just going to come out. It just sounds right. Model citizen, zero, zero discipline. discipline. I don't. I just don't get it. I don't either. But you know, he's uh, he was happy to scream it. I mean. It's, is there zero discipline because the person is a model citizen? Maybe. Model citizen, zero discipline. Uh, he, uh, he it, They definitely go against each other. They're counterintuitive. A model citizen, hey, they're good. Zero discipline. Wait a minute. Don't you think that citizen should have some discipline? Not in David Lee Roth's world. That is, yeah, I, uh, that is, um, I don't know what the hell that's about. I don't understand those lyrics at all. Hot shoe burning down the avenue. I can kind of make, uh. A little bit of understanding for right but model citizen zero discipline i'm completely i'm completely lost my mind is blown maybe this next line kind of shed some light don't you know she's coming home with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll lose her in the turn mm-hmm. i'll get her mm-hmm. well it sounds like he took the uh he took the uh car out to the to probably the club that evening and showed her off. And, uh, you know, by the end of the night, you know, uh, all the other guys at the club might have their eyes on that car slash girl, Panama, but she's going home with Dave. I mean, Dave kind of, you know, he set the gold standard in, uh, in what's going home and where things are going at the end of the night when uh, after last call. You'll lose her in the turn. Hmm. And then, of course, the chorus. I get up. 
Panama. Yeah. Panama. Mm-hmm. Panama. Panama. I'm happy to hear him drive the point home. Yeah. He's I'm, just, I, 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 you're, I'm sitting here. I'm you'll never wonder it. what this song is called. No. No. Ain't nothing like it. Her shiny machine. Mm. I never knew it was her shiny machine. That's I think that's what I always kind of I kind of gathered, you know, that her shiny it, this this car uh, is obviously worthy of his attention, man. It's uh, this car, this car. Yes, yeah, of course. It's uh, <laughs> this car. Yeah, it's going to fuck that her, car, man. her shiny machine. <laughs> he is going to raw dog this car into another tomorrow. Then the next line. Got the feel for the wheel. Keep the moving parts clean. Oh, yeah. She's getting a bit of a hose bath. Yes. Uh, well, she's getting... Well, I guess they're both just making sure their genitals are nice and... Yeah, they're shiny. I mean, you could argue maybe that this is like a safe sex or a, uh, you know, a push for making sure that everything is... Uh, everything downstairs is I disagree, clean. Mark. I disagree. I think that there's so much buffing going on, so much rubbing, that everything gets rubbed to a fine sheen, to a beautiful shine. That's definitely got to be what it is. This is 1984. It's true. There's no, there, you know, I mean, we're on the, we're, we've just entered the AIDS era, but David Lee Roth, you know, the last thing on his mind was, you know, safe sex. Definitely. I mean, you, if you know anything about Van Halen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hot shoe. Burning down, down the, the avenue, avenue once again. Mm. Got an on-ramp coming through my bedroom. Oh, yeah. Is he talking about cars? No. He's talking about wanting to fuck a car. <laughs> That's what he's talking about, man. Got an on-ramp coming through my bedroom. He's got... Uh... God, I'd like to think that there's like a whole road crew helping him getting it on with this car. You know, hey, we're setting things up. There's cones. There's lights, there's reflectors, there's, there's arrows pointing to the way that you're supposed to go. He's uh, just the most virile oh. of all. He's eating horny goat weed. Don't you know she's coming home with me? You'll lose her in the turn. I'll get her. I like how he, he, he has to make it a point to just not say, like, you'll lose her. Not only will you lose her, but I'll get, I'll her. get her. Yeah, yeah. It's mine. Panama, Panama, Panama. Yeah. Then we get to the 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 real the real juicy part of this song. This is when you hoped your mom didn't walk in the room, because if she heard this, she'd be like, "What in the hell's going on, mom? He's just singing about a car." Yeah, no, this is it's no, mom. About it's car. about it was he was in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and there was a car, and he liked it. Yeah, yeah, we're running a little bit hot tonight. I can barely see the road from the heat coming off of it. I reach down between my legs. Ease the seat back. Yes. Oh. Yes. He got you. Yes. You know, he's out there in the desert. There's all kind of mirages. There's heat coming off. Actually, I think this is probably more like a paradise by the dashboard light type situation. It's all steamy in there. Him in the car. Things are getting worked up, a lot of body heat. You know, you maybe see a hand just cast up on the window for one second as things are getting out of control. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this is 
that generation's uh, You Make Me Come, You Make Me Complete, You Make Me Completely Miserable from Lit, <laughs> uh, like building up this thing where you're like so sure he's going to talk about one thing and then you're like, whoa, complete left-hand turn, pardon yeah. the pun. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but what do you think he's easing the seat back for? Well, he's easing the seat back. Things are getting, uh, you know, you got to get comfortable. You got to relax a little bit before you take it any further. I mean, I mean, he might be raw dogging, but he's not just going to cram it all in there. He's got, you, you got to relax. You got to, you got to take it easy. She's blinding. Oh. I'm flying. Mm-hmm. Right behind the rear viewer mirror now. I never, now there's another revelation. I always thought he said right behind her, real, real clean now. That's what it sounds like he's saying. Oh. But there's nothing clean about this. This is filthy. No. This is absolutely Well, they, the only thing clean about this is the moving parts. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Please remember. They've been shined. Yes, they've yeah. been, yes, to a, to a sparkling sheen. Right behind the rear viewer mirror. Mm. Rear view mirror now. Can you just, can you picture... <laughs> Uh, you know, walking behind the car and looking there and, and just happening, ha- walking behind Panama and just happening to look, you know, in from behind and seeing the rearview mirror and just seeing David Lee Roth's eyes just bobbing up and down and thinking to yourself, oh, my God, I don't think there's anybody else in there with him. He's fucking that car. <laughs> He's just having a fucking having his way with that tailpipe rearview mirror now. I don't understand behind the rearview mirror now. When were you? Does he to be behind it? Does that mean to be on the side where it's not where you don't? Well, I mean, you see the reflection. You couldn't. You couldn't. I mean, you really can't fit because that's like up against the window. I mean, could your head fit back there to like? Are, get are a you view outside? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, all the all the action is going to be taking place in the vehicles. Sort of barely see the road from the heat coming on. Maybe I'm not sure, man. I mean, it's not supposed to make sense. They Mark. might be just like crawling around the car. Got the feeling like a mongoose power steering, mm-hmm. pistons popping, ain't no stopping now. And there's that big chord, Panama. and then uh, Panama until the end of the song. Yeah, well, you know, we all know that pistons popping, it's just, it's you know, the guy, we all know what's happening. Here. Yeah, I mean, he had to fill out. The card, you know, I mean, you got who's the rock and roll, you know, ultimately the songwriting king of rock and roll. That's Chuck Berry. And he wrote about girls partying and cars. You know, I think maybe that, you know, he had to be thinking of the same thing when he finished, you know, when he was writing this song. Of course, I don't think Chuck Berry ever sounded like he was, you know, trying to sleep with a car. Um, You know, he might have been trying to take minors across state lines, but, you know, uh, that is a completely different thing. But if you know anything, this came out in 1984 and. Um, in, uh, 1985, the world was populated with little Panamas all over the place. Yeah. Uh, there were tons and tons of them from all the sex that he was having with this automobile. He would shoot his semen directly into the car and cars would be born. It was a very fertile car. They started off as, uh, Hot Wheels. And a lot of people don't know this, but Hot Wheels are actually aborted David Lee Roth cars. They are. They are. Stillbirths. Yes. <laughs> Stillbirths. Um. They're stuck there in little shops. It also should be mentioned that uh, during the bridge, I can barely see the road from the heat coming off. Uh-huh. Eddie Van Halen's 1972 Lamborghini Miura S uh-huh. 
can be heard. Yes, you can hear a vehicle in the background. I did not know that. that they that was his, uh... backed his Lamborghini up into the studio and mic'd the tailpipe. Wow, that's cool. Um, so that they could, uh, so that they could record it for that part. So if you think that you're hearing the Panama in question, uh, you are not. I Mm-mm. can assure you. Nor are you hearing the Opal Cadet uh, that is now. No. Uh, Sitting inside David Lee Roth's home, this is a, a deer. Another car altogether. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh no, it, you you knew it wasn't. You knew that that was probably a Italian engineering in in that uh, in that sound. You know, it, they didn't leave it alone there. I'm sure. I, I would want. I, I would. I think if you were to put them on a timeline, um, Hot for Teacher was probably written after Panama because if you know anything about that record, Hot for Teacher is on it, and of course it starts off with Alex Van Halen making Ugh. the sound of a V8 with his double bass drum pedals. It's one of the most awesome openings to any song. If you're into girls, fast cars and partying, um, you know, you know, at the beginning. Oh yeah. So it had to inspire it. It definitely had to inspire. As a drummer, I am, I am very, very well aware. It's one of the best drum parts. Holy shit. It really is. It still blows my mind every time I hear it. Um, and that is a whole, that song as a whole. There's certain drum intros that just catch your ear, you know, like, uh, in bloom, Mm-hmm. From Nirvana, um, uh, criminally insane from Slayer. For those of you that might know that, um, you know, uh, but th- that's definitely in, in the top three. Those uh, that V eight sound from those double bass pedals, pedals from old Alex Van Halen, the Pasadena Boys. What's that sound? Someone asks, mm-hmm. and you can say that's the double bass drum and floor tom from uh, from the hit song Panama. And uh, and I think that pretty much or hot for teacher. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah it's not. Nothing like that exists in Panama. Is this also the music video that features the uh, Jack Daniels bass guitar? Yes, it absolutely is. As a matter of fact, I think we neglected to kind of bring up the um, the uh, the video, and it 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 featured all of the the wonder and majesty that was uh, David Lee Roth and Van Halen at the time. It had uh, you know quite a few kicks. He was into karate. You saw him kicking quite a bit. Yeah, you saw him holding a uh, holding a boombox to his ear and a pair of shades as he was swinging from a rope in front of the drum kit. Of course, they they decided to go ahead and put Eddie on that rope and uh, and the awesome Michael Anthony with his uh, Jack Daniels bass as well. They swung people around in the video. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I can't stress enough that uh, Van Halen was just the party from you know the mid nineteen seventies all the way up until eighty four. His last record with uh you know until sammy hagar came along with uh van, van hagar Halen, yeah. uh two things i want to point out david lee roth's picture on wikipedia is terrifying mm-hmm. it is very frightening oh yeah he's, he looks like he is baring his teeth and like he's going to bite you he looked like he's bearing down at the proctologist's office he'd... also it does say that diamond dave redirects here so that's pretty amazing uh-huh. uh there is a song called diamond dave it has its own separate uh thing it is for some other band mm-hmm um, but, uh, it's about, it's a duo talking about having a crush on Dave, uh, David Lee Roth. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, but I'm glad that David, that Diamond Dave does, uh, automatically go toward David Lee Roth's. You know, he did, um, put out a couple of records out immediately after as Van Hagar was gearing up 
Uh, he put out a couple of David Lee Roth solo albums, one being Eat 'em and Smile, and the other one being Skyscraper. And Eat 'em and Smile has some really great work on there. Steve Vai is on there. Of course, he got his start with Frank Zappa. You have, uh, I think it's Billy Sheehan is on bass on that record. Um, and, and, you know, he went on to do other things like California Girls, which his, his cover of it was really great. And he does a great Louis Prima song, Just a Gigolo, which yep. is, uh, uh, kids, go out and listen to Van Halen and Louis Prima. They're, they're, they're all party. They're all party. They'll make you feel good in these heavy, heavy times that we're living in. Go listen to a Louis, Louis Prima record. I'm so sad and lonely. Sad and lonely. Oh, sweet Sad mama. Come take a chance with me. <laughs> Did you ever see the video of him breaking his nose when he played with Van Halen again? Uh, on the Jimmy Kimmel show, I think you're talking about. It was like an outdoor like, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. It was really sad. It was very, very sad. I actually have you ever have you ever seen uh Van Halen or David Lee Roth? No, not in not in person. I saw um David Lee. I went to I had met my wife back in 2002 and I won tickets to a festival at uh an air park up in central Florida near Orlando and the headliners or the co-headliners for that show were Leonard Skinnerd um obviously not the originals uh but, but Leonard Skinnerd and then the uh the closer for the show or the headliner was in fact David Lee Roth so I saw David Lee Roth live and um, this was around 2002 or 2003. And I hate to say this, man, because I really loved, everybody loved da uh, Van Halen in 1984, and especially David Lee Roth, man. He was the life of the party. Right. Um, but when I saw him in 2002, it was one of the sadder episodes of his life. Sure. Definitely. He, looked, he came out in what essentially looked like a clown outfit and did these very weak kicks and was drinking a lot and uh, just... You know, made you know inappropriate comments that just did not fit the time uh, to girls. And if, hey, how you doing? Get up here and you dance with Diamond Dave. Uh, you know, it just it was it was really he had an he had an Eddie Van Halen sound alike. You know, a guy that could play all the Van Halen licks, but you know wasn't Eddie obviously. And it was really sad. I was a little bit let down, but nothing, nothing can tarnish the memory of 1984 and being 10 years old and hearing those wonderful, wonderful songs. Here in Dance the Night Away, which I think is just one of the best guitar openings to any song ever. It just they, it makes you feel good to listen to early Van Halen. Go out and listen to Van Halen. Indeed, Steve Vai also played guitar for him for a while, which I never yeah, knew. Yeah, on Eat 'Em and Smile, and uh, John Five, who later would play with um, uh, with Marilyn Manson. Really? Yeah, I had no idea about that one. Played with him in 1998, and then again in 2012. Wow, very bizarre. Very. But that's it. That's yep. uh, that's Panama. That's Panama. I hope that I hope that in the future, you know, we're going to do a lot of songs that are uh, that are atrocious, that are going to be really bad. Some of them will like, and then some of them I love. This is one that I love. This is and a I'm very great song. The lyrics just are all over the fucking place. They I mean, are fueled by a lot of cocaine, probably just like gorilla finger. Oh, Dave didn't miss a flake in the eighties, man. Yeah, well, they all were. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Eddie Van Halen famously. Being on so much drugs that he didn't know that he had a uh, a broken hip, and yeah. it wasn't until he got clean that yeah. he realized that it had been broken for years. So. Yeah, uh, Michael Anthony looked like he couldn't tell the difference between a wet fart and a dry one. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, he did. Look at him up there. I mean, he could sing. He could do. He could do the the, the voice of the angels. He could do all the high parts. You know. Oh, he was. He's. A, you know, I just like he to was, say he was the he was the cock rock version of Mike Mills from REM. Just solid bass. Thank you. Solid, great. Yes. Thank great you. Great comparison. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Solid bassist with just great backing vocals. Pocket bassist. Yeah, but he looked like a pile of wet laundry. He did. And he, he looked like he stank. Oh. And um, and he's out of the band now. Yeah, um, he is. He was replaced by Wolfgang. 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 Yes, another Van Halen. Yes. You can. They're coming in from all sides. Um, Talk about nepotism just taking over. Yeah, man. seriously. Oh, and these God. singers fucked, especially Gary Sharon. Yeah, they got Gary Sharon in there to really cheese things up. Just, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if we're going to see like Nuno Betancourt as a roadie in a couple years, man. It's just, it's, it's, it's not good anymore. It's really bad. Yeah. It really tarnishes the memory of, I mean, even of Van Hagar, because I thought that there were even some decent songs on OU when it won too. You know? Absolutely. So. I mean, yeah, right now is still a jam. Yeah. I hate yeah. to say it, but I will. Michael, Mike Anthony, just to sum this up, definitely an inspiration to me as far as doing backing vocals. I mean, that guy, he he, he did some really great backing vocals. He actually, I think, is still doing music now with uh, mm-hmm. Sammy with Hagar. Sammy, yeah. Out in Cabo. Mm-hmm. God bless him. They're out probably there. putting on a giant concert right now. Yeah, for all hawking tequila and, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that does it for this episode. Uh, next up. What's the future, Mark? I think the future is going to be a song that is near and dear to my heart as far as shocking people with lyrics. Uh, once I figured out, once I had heard and found out what the song was about, it, I, every time it comes on, I can't help but let people know, and it blew your mind. So Mark told me that we're going to be doing this song, and I have heard this song, just like most of the ones that we've been covering, a million times, and just thought that it was a really pretty song, and nothing wrong with it. really like the girls from Heart. Um, but when Mark pointed out to me that we were going to be doing this soon, song and then pointed out some of the specifics, my mind was blown. All I want to do is make love to you. The title alone uh, sounds like someone who is just hell-bent on making sweet love to somebody, and that's that's all they want to do, but the lyrics prove that there's... <laughs> Convey a completely different so message. So much more uh, yeah. going on under the hood. <laughs> uh, to use another euphemism to uh, wrap up this Panama episode. Yeah. Uh, so, Anne and Nancy Wilson are not trying to have sex with a car, but. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some other evilness afoot. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with All I Want to Do is Make Love to You by Heart. Oh, I'm not letting you. I'm not letting you. Make love to me. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics2gopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>